And plastic straws adjust. are a big thing right now. Yeah. Do you ban plastic straws? I think we should. Yes. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. It's really difficult to drink out of a paper straw when you had, if you're just, like, if you don't gulp it down immediately, it starts to bend. Yes. And, then, and then, you know, the little thing catches it. And then, you know, but, so we got to kind of perfect that one a little bit more. <laughs> so you'd ban it, but rely on innovation. I mean, we got, we got it. Yeah, innovation is, is a process. Uh, you know, it's, wow. I really want to hate her. <laughs> She, she, if she did more of that, she'd be a lot higher in the polls. The giggling, uh, the, her, I find kind of cute and likable. Although that um, was a little over the top. But it sounded the, like a, she was unhinged. On the debate stage, she's always the, are you throwing me in jail for something? I mean, she scares me. <laughs> if she'd do kind of the fun Kamala, I think she'd be a lot better off. The paper straws suck. I don't know how many other people do this. But for going to Starbucks, if you're getting something for coffee, we keep a thing of straws in our car because you can't use the paper straws. You can for like 10 seconds, but then they dissolve more or less. Yeah, I, get, I see a future where every American's like a Boy Scout and they're prepared and they go off uh, to work and live with a, a vest. It has like a, a stainless steel straw ah, in there. Boy, ever since that story, did I tell that story on the air about the, spark, woman, perhaps. the woman who had the stainless steel straw and she fell? Oh, what happened to her? Mm, I didn't tell that story on the air. Oh boy! Yeah, o- older I'm woman. It wasn't good. Older woman had a fall. She had one of the stainless steel straws, and it went in her eye or nose. I don't remember, but clear into her brain and killed her. Oh! Um, she boy. fell, and it was it was well, it's a knife practically, and uh, it's a spear is what it is. So yeah. Every time I hear stainless steel straw, I think of that impaling right, yeah. yourself. Joe's just been trying to bring vest back for a long time. And this is just his latest. <laughs> Listen, attempt. it's a good look. It warms the core, but the arms are free, Sean. I've told you that a hundred times. But that was Kamala Harris answering uh, uh, a relatively unimportant question during part of the nine-hour town hall event on CNN yesterday, in which all the candidates got to spell out their um, a global warming agenda, with each of them outdoing the other for how much the taxpayer money they're willing to spend or put on the line to try to fix the earth. Right. Was there any any other tape uh, positive, Sean, that was especially notable from that gathering? I mean, I heard a fair amount of it, and it wasn't much. No, I mean, we could we could play the Biden thing again where we tried to decipher what he's talking about. Oh, um, yeah, that was not a good moment. And again, like the bleeding eyeball, it just kind of fits the narrative that he's old and, and, and perhaps a little senile. Go ahead. Look what's happened in the Midwest. We have a number of significant bases that relate to, uh, military bases that relate to our national security that in fact were rendered almost useless including I, I can't go into the great detail to, to say it but my, my, my point is it, it significantly reduced our national security wow that's that's a dramatic tale what the hell are you talking about? well he's he's not firing on all cylinders there and right. uh, I mean that that's beyond that's not even a question. So how how big a deal is that to people? That's the question. Right. Well, yeah, we're still wow, I hesitate to even say this. We're more than a year away from the election and generally folks who begin to fade mentally don't stage a comeback. It's Correct. Just, the trend line isn't like that. And it is a trend line. If yeah. he is declining as Brett Hume said, Brett Hume said on Fox that he thinks senility is setting in. If he, if if uh, Joe Biden is declining, he will be declining more over the next year and a half. Yeah, before he would take office if he were elected. The whole you thing know, yesterday just seemed so much of 
echo chamber confirmation bias. There, there was no, there oh, was the little to no, green, yeah, yeah. there was little to no scrutiny at all from any of these no, ideas. No, of it, course. it seemed <laughs> right. Ugh. You know, it, it it sickens me to have these words come out of my mouth, but I heard old Jay Inslee talking in detail the other day about some of his climate change stuff, and. It, you know, from if you accept some of his premises, what he's talking about actually makes sense, where you've got to go sector by sector, figure out what can be done, what it would cost, how to mitigate those costs. And, and it was very systematic. Mm. At least it was it was not trying to get tears in the eyes of college sophomore girls. Or we just make broad statements of green jobs are the future of our economy, and everybody cheers. Right, yeah. It was it, it was at least a grown-up discussion of it. But, you know, and, and again, whether it's Joe Biden's senility or, or the topic of climate change and $17 trillion plans for lowering the temperature of the globe by one degree in the next 50 years... Uh, You know, there are days, there are moments I want to have fun with it. I want to mock. I'm a mocker. But there are days I just, I want to know what's going on. And with old man Biden, I'm really starting to suspect that that he's just not as sharp as he was. Um, To not recognize in the midst of that screed, you've got to explain why those bases were rendered inoperative or or unusable. Because I have no idea what he's talking about. No. And that was just a, a an old rambling man. If it was Granddad, you'd go and put your arm around him and ask him if he wants more Jello. I mean, oh jeez. <laughs> no, I'm picturing a nice family <laughs> gathering, Thanksgiving maybe. Should I have said dressing? Should I have said uh, uh, Caesar salad? Oh boy. Uh, anyway, but the the global warming thing. I just want to know what's going on. I was talking I, to my. I have no agenda. I don't work for the oil companies. I don't work for the solar companies. I do not have a horse in the race. I was talking to my dad last night on the subject of people aging in different ways at different rates. It's not the same for everybody, obviously. Um, Henry Kissinger is almost a hundred years old, and while he talks very slow, I've never heard him sound the least bit damaged by age in terms of his intellect. Agreed. Um, uh, I was talking to my dad. He, he was turned 82 day before yesterday, and he went on a four-hour horse ride yesterday, and I've never heard him have a moment like Joe Biden just have in talking to him ever. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't happen to everybody, but that's really the point, isn't it? Is Joe Biden one of those people that's not <laughs> not with it right now right yeah, enough for, to be president you know for what it's worth my dad is uh he's about to turn 79 and i've never heard anything like that rambling from him uh although when he was visiting a couple of weeks ago we were uh we were leaving a, a downtown location and uh, i was uh, getting back on the highway to go home and he said you want to take a left here and i said no i'm pretty sure it's all right and he said are you sure all right and i'm thinking I've lived here for 25 years. <laughs> I, I know where I'm going. <laughs> so, but that's not age. That's just dad being dad. Right, you exactly. Take, you want to take a left here? I don't think so. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, I love them. Uh, so, so anyway, what I was leading up to, though, is, listen, if the climate change thing is real and, and it's as bad as, like, responsible people say, because Al Gore, here's a question for you, Jack. How badly did Al Gore, with his wildly exaggerated claims and his super dramatic movie, An Inconvenient Truth, how bad did he queer the deal for a lot of people and oh, make, yeah. make them cynics? Right. Yeah, a lot. He, um, 
Um, he also advanced the conversation a lot, though, for people that care about it. He may s- single-handedly done more than, geez, how many people have ever had that big a political effect on the world as Al Gore did? For better or worse. Yeah, it's hard to gauge how much, you know, maybe somebody would have come along and done the same thing. Um, but no, I see your point. Yeah. Well, but anyway. It, with the heft he had at the time of... Do you mean physically? Because he was really <laughs> obese. <laughs> Bullshit. Easy. Hell easy. Stopping at hotels. Well, you're to, a heavy man. Acceptance. Stopping at hotels to get his adductors massaged. <laughs> whatever an adductor is. I know it's near the groin. Oh, it's close <laughs> enough. Um, Trust me. Uh, but yeah, he, there, there's a because he exaggerated... A number of things that allowed a lot of people, including me, to dismiss it kind of out of hand. Well, right there, there's a hell of a lot of money to be made in the green energy field. And he and a lot made of a lot of it. Subsidized. That's another thing. Oh, yeah. If he were just a scientist going around speaking and he didn't end up becoming a gazillionaire out of it, that uh, would, would, would have helped, too. Yeah, you know, it's you're shopping for a car and the uh, the classic salesman, none of our sponsors, of course, where you'll have a fabulous buying experience, but your classic car salesman telling you, oh, yeah, the Verna money, this is the best car, it's rated the highest, blah, blah, blah. That may be true, but I don't need to hear it from you, Junior. You know, uh, and, and a lot of the climate change stuff is from people who are making a hell of a lot of money off of it. So it's stuff to take seriously. But the other thing, you know, number one, I want to be realistic. I want to understand what's actually going on and not fall for some sales pitch from some guy who's, you know, running Solyndra and getting zillions of dollars of taxpayer money so that the Obama administration can be on the right side of the environmental vote. Uh, the other thing is you got to look at, what's probably going to happen, what its effects are going to be in a realistic way again and a realistic financial way and figure out, look, if it's going to cost us 20 times as much to, to like, ameliorate it, to, to lessen the, the, the problem by 10%, it's going to cost us trillions of dollars to make it 10% better, or we could deal with it for a tenth of that. To me, you got to deal with it. And so, and especially then, I'm sorry, this is getting a little long, but then you look at the U.S. What can we do in the U.S.? If you're some virtual signaling dip-ass city council, you can do whatever you want. State of California, for instance, Cal Unicornia, where realism goes to die, they pass resolutions and laws and the rest of it. It's just virtue signaling. Because for all of the 35, 36 million people in California, whatever it is these days, uh, you can't count them because um, they keep coming in over the border. Uh, you know, how much effect could California have? Virtually none. Well, here's this article from CNN, of all places, that 22 of the 30 most polluted cities in the world are in India. 22 out of 30, wow. including seven of the worst 10. And they're, uh, and this is all part of the Paris Climate Agreement, they're planning to uh, pump way, way, way more uh, uh, you know, global warming chemicals into the air in the future as their economies develop. Seven of the ten most polluted cities are in India. Si, senor. Thank uh, you. Come again. R- r- right, and 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 there's more to this, and we can get to it in a couple of minutes. But are we going to just to make ourselves feel good, cripple the United States economy? To make a three-quarters of one percent difference going forward. I'm not forward. voting for that. And the, the idea that you're going to lead on it, I don't think you're going to lead. China and India don't care. 
They're right. going to say, look what the United States is doing. We should follow them. They don't care. I'm starting to feel guilty. We really ought to do something, too. You're right, says the Indian Parliament or Congress. or China definitely doesn't have. care. Right. China right. is asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. amen to that, brother. <laughs> um, and, and so my final point on this, before we get back to it later, is that... Um, is uh da, da, da. oh my progressive friends if you were to really hurt the american economy you know put it you know we're only growing at two three percent you put it into a recession you got skyrocketing unemployment the rest of it you're going to see a plunging in tra- tax revenues there ain't going to be squat to give to the the homeless the so-called homeless the bums and junkies the poor people going to have their benefits cut back the oldsters not going to get any uh, growth in their uh their uh their their uh, standard of living payments for social security the rest of it every freaking thing you hold dear my progressive friends is going to be utterly crippled itself there's going to be no money for it you can't just kick the economy in the sack Oof. and say well the fat cats will take it and they better take it unless you're going to institute you know just all across the board socialism in which case you know you'll you'll see the economy just collapse what kind of an economic metaphor is that it's a powerful one jack one you need to face up to put your feet at shoulder width and get ready Frederick Hayek never talked about kicking the economy in the sack. Well, maybe he should have. Barbaric! <laughs> and we, we got one excla- uh, exclamation, one explanation for uh, Biden's stumble, among other things we can get to coming up. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hurricane Dorian has caused bricks of cocaine to wash up on the beaches in Florida, you heard. A kid in Tampa just built a sandcastle worth $3 million. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, some of the photos from the Bahamas are like, they look like Hiroshima. August 1945. I mean, just incredible. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine a storm of that force just sitting there and pounding and pounding and pounding? A couple of quick things I wanted to hit. Um, I won't play the clip again, but if you haven't heard it, Biden had a uh, uh, convoluted stumbling clip yesterday thing. He he said at the uh, town hall on CNN um, and somebody texted regarding Biden regarding Biden's stumble. It sounds like he almost disclosed what military bases were affected and how, and then realized he couldn't and backed off. That that would explain it. It might be a, a, a senior moment that he went down that road to start with. Yeah, not bad, though. Not a bad theory. But he caught himself and realized, I, I can't say that, or I'm going to give away something that's that's secret. Okay. About the way our military bases have been affected and what we've done. So Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the Booker Prize nominees are out. I'm not on the list. Does Cory Booker give that to anybody who thinks he's got a chance in hell? Wow. Uh, That's uh, one of the literary world's most coveted honors, as you probably know. Anyway, the only American on the list, and the only reason I mention this, is a woman who 
wrote a book that is a thousand pages long, but it's only five sentences. No, I thought eight was eight the number. sentences. Yeah. Eight sentences long. It's a thousand pages. Oh boy! Now I've heard conversations like that, like yeah. on an airplane. My teachers were always beating me up for run-on sentences, but I never had anything like that, like a three-hundred-page run-on sentence. And uh, Apple's going to announce some new iPhones at some point this month, which I'm kind of excited about because when they announce the new iPhones, I'm going to go buy and buy one of the older iPhones yes. to replace my cracked one at a lower price. But they're going to bring back the thumbprint thing on the phones. It turns out people really like that, being able to stick your thumb on there to open your phone and not facial recognition, and they're going to bring that back to some of the phones. Yeah, I, I like you. Uh, I, when the 10s came out, I bought an 8, and it still has the thumb thing. I had no idea it had gone away. I, I didn't realize you still had your phone. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that is the whiskey ta- tanguist phone I've oh, yeah. ever seen. There's only like two places on the screen that work for touching it. And there are cracks everywhere, and uh, the battery life is about three minutes. It's a corded phone, actually. I, wow, I know. People with washer dryer on the front porch think you're white trash. That's What's terrible. coming up in your news, Marshall? That looks like we got some positive U.S.-China breakthroughs going on. San Francisco's targeting the NRA and chalk up another black eye for Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and they they started their big dating thing today, Facebook, which is supposed to be a big deal. We'll see. We'll talk about that coming up also. Armstrong and Getty. The president has tweeted within the last hour about Alabama and the hurricane. Oh, no. That's so, oh, boy. He continues to double down on this. Oh, boy. Uh, so maybe we ought to address that at some point. I don't know. I, I, I think I know what's going on there. I've done this before myself, and it's stupid. I need to stop. You misspeak. You know you misspoke. But then you try to back up what you said. Rather than just saying, no, no, I didn't mean that. I made a mistake. And Classic in a hole and continuing to dig. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, we'll bring that to you at some point. News now with Marsha Phillips. I want to give a tip of the cap, cap rather to the U.S. Coast Guard. They are leading a massive search and rescue operation in the Bahamas amid the reality that Hurricane Dorian unleashed a, a catastrophe unlike anything seen in this part of the world. Dorian still holding on to a status uh, three, a cat three storm that's marching toward the Carolinas. You know, Marshall, way to go. The uh, the Coast Guard, the forgotten branch of our military yeah. that does fabulous work, not only for the homeland, but is there for you know neighbors and, and third world nations when they need it desperately. So shout out to you uh, men and women. And they're choppering out a whole lot of people that are desperate for rescue. I mean, you know, run, running mission after mission. I'm looking at a, uh, the New York Times has got a little before and after thing yeah. uh, with the pictures side by side. So an aerial shot of this is what it looked like before. This is what it looked like now. And it's it's just incredible. You can see some pretty impressive shots of the coastline pre and post where a lot of it is just now underwater uh the, the homes that were not as close to the water are now waterfront yeah people who who don't live near water don't understand what a storm surge is when essentially the ocean rises up and and just covers everything for a while it's it's terrifying well, they're back on. China is saying that their trade representatives are flying to Washington in early October to resor- resume formal negotiations with the United States, raising the possibility 
that both sides might deal with their trade standoff that has cast a shadow over the world economy. The uh, Commerce Ministry, China's Commerce Ministry, is saying in a statement, serious mid-level discussions are going to begin even sooner. They're going to start uh, mid-September, mid-month. Now, this is the kind of news that requires a positive, Sean, one-word market update. The market is ascending. Bye! It's ascending. So that was uh, so when it was announced that there will be some serious talks between yes. the U.S. and China in a couple of weeks, the market liked that. The market liked it a lot. So they feel like something could positive could happen. Okay. As always, though, remember how much of, of stock market investing of the day-to-day sort that causes things to go up sure. and down is gambling. Yeah. You hear that story and people think, by the many millions, they think, ah, people will buy now. So they buy and self-perpetuating. Whether this is a substantive announcement, whether it really matters, who knows? It's high level, though. I mean, it's the top guys yeah. on both sides, so that's uh, that's good to know. Oh, yeah, at least they're trying. Amen to that. San Francisco has declared the NRA to be a domestic terrorist organization. With the... You got bums crapping in the streets. You got Antifa running around and beating people down. They're not a terrorist organization, Crime. but the NRA is. Both property and and, and and violent crime is on the rise. Your city has gone from one of the great, most beautiful, famous, beloved cities on earth to a punchline. And you're worried about the NRA, you virtue-signaling, soft-headed numbskulls. The officials in San Francisco calling out the NRA for inciting acts of violence and spreading propaganda. And they're encouraging other cities and states to issue the same kind of declaration. Prime Minister Boris Johnson calling for a national election on October 15th, saying it's the only way out of Britain's Brexit impasse. Order! This after the lawmakers moved in to block his plan to leave the European Union next month without a divorce deal. Is there any chance he doesn't want to be the Prime Minister? Oh, I've never gotten that sense. I haven't either, but... Does he think if there's a, an election and he, he's on the line, he's, he's going to prevail? He must think so. Well, he's super ballsy. I mean, he's always been. And, and well, this is, there's no timid play to be made here. So I just think he's going way out on a limb. Hey, Positive Sean, do we have that uh, new tape of the Brits yelling at each other? It's so good. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Stand by, everybody. It'll be well worth the wait. The Chancellor of the Duchy. That when he turns up at our children's school as a parent, he's a very well-behaved fellow. He wouldn't dare behave like that in front of Colin Hall, and neither would I. Don't gesticulate, don't rant, spare us the theatrics, behave yourself, be a good boy, young man! Wow. Wow. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> An inadvertent data leak at Facebook possibly exposed millions of users' phone numbers. You got a report from TechCrunch saying a database was found online with more than 400 million records that anybody could access. It also included 133 million records from the U.S. If it exists, it can be hacked, and if it can be hacked, it will be hacked. Facebook is saying, oh, don't worry about a thing. The data was old, and there's no evidence that any accounts themselves were compromised. I hate you so much, Facebook. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When you say stuff like that, just whatever. Shut up. Who's that for? I I don't know. The last few people that still think Facebook is a a decent, benevolent 
company that is just about you sharing pictures with grandma. Right. So um, it's Facebook official, says Facebook, a term I've always hated uh, back when uh, some people thought it was a thing to say you're in a relationship, you're Facebook official. I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't oh, even, oh, I, I know, it makes yeah. me want to throw yeah. up. But anyway, yeah. Facebook said, it's Facebook official. Dating is now here on Facebook. If you're in the U.S. and over the age of 18, you can sign up for a Facebook dating profile today and match with people who have similar interests or use Secret Crush uh. to match with people you already know on Facebook and Instagram. So this takes off today. and uh, This is great, said not a single woman on Facebook. <laughs> right, and let the abductions begin. <laughs> right, right and, right. and at least Vlad Putin will know who you're hot for within an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and one final note. The NFL season starts tonight. On a Thursday? The Green Bay... The season starts on a Thursday? It always does Green now. Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. The Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> They'll be kicking off the season at Soldier Field tonight. That is a great, great rivalry. I- I've told this story before. One of the my introductions to tribalism, I was a little kid. I grew up in Chicagoland and uh, was a huge Bears fan. And my dad took me to Bears-Packers one year, and it was after the game, all these fat, drunk Midwestern guys <laughs> with bellies full of beer and sausage all look the same, sound the same, got the same jobs, went to the same churches. Right. They, they just were indistinguishable. Same number of consonants in their last name. Oh, ex- yes. Yes, exactly. The uh, same D's and those accents. I mean, ev- everything the same. But they were wearing the different tribes' clothing, and they were beating the hell out of each other in the parking lot. And I thought, well, ain't that curious. <laughs> Um, I, I thought the NFL had decided Thursday night was a bad idea for a whole bunch of different reasons. The players hate it. The coaches hate it. It's not getting the viewership they want, but it continues, huh? Okay. You know, you know what's dying is preseason football. There is nobody with a conscience who thinks it's a good idea. Right. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Fantastic. So go on to Facebook and uh, hook up with your old high school boyfriend today because they got oh a dating boy. app. And uh, and if you don't even know where they live or what, don't even remember his name, Facebook will put you together. So that's that's good for everyone. That's good for marriages everywhere. <laughs> oh, boy. Just don't, folks. I'm telling you, don't. <laughs> Work on your current one. Uh, so we need to get to a big conference, the tech guy, speaking of tech people, uh, held with the U.S. government. And everybody's uh, being a little closed-mouthed about it, but they're all trying to get their heads together on what China and Russia are going to try to do to us during the next election cycle. Oof. And, and it, it coincides with uh, the the explosion in the quality, the capability of this deep fake technology. And, and I'm telling you, some of the scenarios that are being trotted out are they're scary. Well, they're definitely scary, but we'll have to evolve as a people and and quickly because, man, you're going to see stuff that is utterly convincing, that is completely false. Interesting, frightening, coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
I've got something new to tell all of you. I've decided to sponsor a hockey team made up entirely of chimps. I'm tired of people telling me that chimps are not capable of kicking human ass in sports. Chimps are just superior athletes. And these chimps have been working out hard. They're throwing kettlebells, battle ropes, everything. I've got them on a strict diet of bone broth and elk meat. All I got to say is, I'll see you on the ice, folks. <laughs> so, as a guy who listens to podcasts now and then, I recognize the voice of Joe Rogan, and he's going to uh, put together a chimp monkey, uh, monkey sort of hockey team or something. Chimp hockey team. That's exactly right. And the strength and endurance of the chimpanzee, I think, is really going to prove decisive on the ice, Jack. Uh, actually, the point of that is that he never said those things. He never said any of them. And and while that was just a little bit not ready for prime time in terms of the audio quality. Tiny bit glitchy, but only a mm. tiny bit. And I'm telling you, the increase of technology, I think we all know that soon it will be, you know, 50% better. Um, though, again, those were things he never, ever said rendered perfectly in his voice. Um, if you know Joe Rogan's voice, you're you're nodding your head up and down with us. And uh, it, there are a couple of stories in the news that tie into that. Number one, there's what is believed to be the first successful or the biggest voice mimic, mimic mm, imitating software uh, crime. They the managing director of a British energy company was talking to his boss on the phone, and his boss ordered him, and it was a little unconventional, but the boss explained why, ordered him to wire more than $240,000 to an account in Hungary. And so the the, the other higher up in the company, this was no dope in the company, he knows the boss well, said, all right, okay, done, I'm getting on it, sir. And uh, it was an entirely synthesized voice. And that was not the boss at all. Uh, the insurance uh, insurer is referring to it as the false Johannes, which is uh, also the title of my new coming-of-age novel. <laughs> um, so, And they talk about Silicon Valley and AI startups are just leaping forward. I want to know when those two next interacted, how that went. So I did that thing where I transferred the quarter mil to the account, like you said. Like I did what? What? I'm sorry? I'm, I told you to do what now? How's that? A quarter of a million dollars to Hungary. What? Yeah, yeah, that had to be an uncomfortable moment. But such giants as Google, evil, and all sorts of smaller firms are working as fast as they can on ultra-realistic voice cloning. Sure. A- and so then you won't even need to edit up, edit together anything. Just Well, these aren't edited together. These these are machine learned voice replicators that you type out things and then it just says those things in the voice. This is not stitching together that previous be, speeches. That will be perfect within five years. If not, I don't so. think it'll take long. No, I don't think yeah, it'll yeah. take that long. By, but five years from now, it will be perfect. It might be in eighteen months, and I don't know what happens then. I think maybe we make a mistake in focusing too much on. Um, you know, how it will affect a presidential election, which is pretty interesting, because there's all kinds of more minor ways that it could happen, and probably easier, it would fly under the radar. For instance, there's a scandal going on right now with the United Auto Workers, uh, where the top guys that, that run one of the biggest unions in the, in America, in the world, um, a turn out, uh, looks like they're corrupt, and the FBI has been investigating them for, for a long time now. And I think they probably are corrupt. I mean, that's the thing with you. Those kind of unions been has been for a while. But anyway, if you had it in for those unions, 
you could fake up some some stuff and get it to the FBI and start a giant scandal that would kind of fly under the radar. It wouldn't get the sort of scrutiny that the kind of scrutiny that a um, you know, we always use the example of they're going to fake up Trump talking to Putin or something like that. But you get something lower level, like the president of the United Auto Workers, who does, nobody knows what their voice sounds like, and it becomes a bottom of the fold, front page story in part of the country. But there's some you could you could have some serious disruption going on at a much lower level than a presidential election with with Russia or China or whoever screwing with us. And I think that's something that we really got to be on the watch for. Um, you know, for obvious reasons of excitement, we we focus on presidential elections a lot, but there's all kinds of ways that this could uh, that could play out. And and you know, it doesn't have to be super persuasive. No, if if it just depresses turnout, Joe Biden giant address, packed hockey stadium. Maybe they just got done with the chimp hockey game, and and Joe Biden gives a speech about how the unions of America are the backbone. Blah blah blah. And a deep fake video comes out of him saying unions are crap. They're dead. Everybody needs to wake up and figure that out. Here's a great example of something. So the weekend before the presidential election in two thousand. The George W. Bush DUI story broke. Um, somebody had been saving that as a surprise and got it out there that he got arrested driving drunk many years ago. Oh, yeah. He believes, and Karl Rove believed, that cost him a million votes. And if you'll remember, they lost the uh, popular vote and, 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 and won in the courts with the uh, Electoral College. But anyway, you get, you get a video out there of George W. Bush... Two days before the election, just slurring his words and been really drunk. And he says, no, that wasn't me, but doesn't matter. <laughs> He's going to say that wasn't him. Of course he would say that wasn't him. You could easily affect half a million votes around the country with that sort of thing. Right. So what do we as a society... And half the media, by the way, would, would, would not be working hard to prove that it was fake. They'd be, they'd be going with it all day long. Right. And that's the thing with all the bias in media right now and everybody being aware of it. Is there any sort of how do we get in front of this? Is there any sort of national coming together day where every single website, every single uh, news organization spends at least part of the day saying, all right, look, this is the technology. This is what it looks like. This is the danger. The then what I think would be the problematic part where, you know, CNN would say, so the only place for solid information is cable news. Um, I'm not sure how we get in front of this. And again, you, you know, getting Mark Zuckerberg in front of some Senate panel and lecturing him that if somebody gets on, gets a post a Facebook message uh, saying that Trump will turn around the economy, you got to stop that because it's all too biased and it's dumb. And, and at some point, you're just not letting politics be politics. How about fraud uh, or, or, or theft just in our own personal lives getting away from uh, politics? I get a phone call. Uh, from what looks like my parents' phone number, sounds exactly like my mom, um, saying, you know, she needs some money for something or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, your, text. your dad about- has had an accident. The doctors need $50,000 in advance to operate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we got this text. Fake voice is great. Now we're all going to have to use verbal passwords for non-face-to-face verbal interactions to know I'm actually talking to Sean or my parents or whoever. Wow, that's clever. Because it might be a phony. Wow. Periwinkle. My password is periwinkle. God, the whole world will get crazy. 
It will get so difficult to do anything. Oh, my God, I'm thinking that through because, I mean, if we're at that point that we've got to give each other verbal passwords, somebody's hacking that communication and recognizing the verbal password. So it's going to be like two spies meeting on the streets of Moscow. The eagle seems to be in the tree. Yes, there is much to eat in the tree. I mean, (laughs) does this increase the desire or need for the FaceTime video conferencing stuff as opposed to just a verbal one? Yeah, I suppose that'd be a step toward, I don't know. So you've you've got to get on the phone and say uh, R2-D2-3 exclamation point dash dash four. Love you, honey. Right, so So, you know it's actually your wife. Right. And not a scammer. Yeah. Saying, I'm at Target. I left my credit card at home. What are our numbers again? Where is the eagle? The eagle is in the tree. Love you, too. You're not my wife, you lying whore Russian bastard. But it it is me. (laughs) I forgot the password. password. (laughs) I couldn't remember if it was an eagle or an osprey, which is a kind of eagle. (laughs) Well, the good thing is life's going to get more dangerous, more complicated. Politics will get more divisive, and it'll be easier for Russians to steal your money. I'm back to my plan of moving to the woods and saying to hell with y'all. Yeah, boy. Watching the squirrels cavort. Carrying cash, paying cash, and keeping it in a tin can in the yard, that sort of thing. (laughs) 